This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast, I am Danny Williams along with Jake Meyer. We are live from Mile High Sports Studios. Thanks for being with us. I just wrapped up the radio show. We wanted to pod. Um, It's been a minute. Haven't been in since last week. Plenty to talk about as, you know, the NFL gears up for the draft at the end of the month here. Before you know, it'll be the end of April. Um, We will gear up for the draft, too. But, you know, we're a couple weeks out from that kind of stuff, too. There's only so much draft stuff you can do. And then our draft priorities have changed. I mean, you know, it would have been all about Malik Willis and Kyle Pickett if Russell Wilson would have happened. That's a problem that we don't have to worry about now. And it's all about the um, hype videos that Russell Wilson puts out of him working out, working out with the guys. And, you know, I'm here for all that kind of stuff. I think that's what the future of, you know, uh, an NFL franchise quarterback looks like like I mean Peyton Manning wasn't letting us in on every last little crack and crevice of everything that's going on but Russell Wilson is but it's also he's kind of letting us get to know him um, see the work ethic stuff like that and I think it's pretty cool it's remarkable to see uh, he works hard it's real yeah the the grind of the offseason and he wants everybody to know that you know he's back and he's ready to try and go after a, another Super Bowl ring and Everybody else is on board. You know, he's got, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry. He's got Garrett Bowles, KJ Hamler, all these guys, um, all the receivers, Albert O. Everybody's there getting that work in. And that's a good sign of buying. Everybody's bought in, you know, now that they finally have a good quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Well, I saw a question how much do the those little workouts that. Um, Russell Wilson's hosting at his lavish ranch. Um, how much, uh, you know, what are those things worth? Are they overrated? Are they, are they really, really valuable or not? I think they're really, truly, incredibly valuable. And I think that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke can't just go put that kind of thing together. Um, they can't just go finance it, for one, and that maybe Teddy can. Uh, get all the guys, take them to a spot, and then run the whole thing. Drew Locke would get those guys there. They might have done poor man's versions of that, but Drew Locke's just trying to get figured out what we're going to do in this little workout, and he was trying to himself um, figure out kind of how to be a pro. Uh, him and Teddy can go put on um, these little almost kind of walk-through sessions that are so, so valuable, and I heard um, – that Daniel Hackett talking about the players and the coaches only have an X amount of time to be on the field together because of the collective bargaining agreement. These guys only have a little bit amount of time to actually be able to work on stuff. And there's so much stuff to work on. The fine tuning needs to come outside. And that's what Russell Wilson's doing. Uh, nah, don't, Jerry Judy, I like you to go a couple more steps and before you do this little wiggle cut thing, or I like you to hit that little post at a certain spot here or on that back shoulder stuff. This is what I'm thinking here. Let's go run that again. Let's go run that a few more times so you can feel it until it's just refined. Right. So that's the difference. And that's why these quarterbacks are so refined and so consistent and so great. So these things do matter. I think they're very valuable. And um, even though they're kind of cheesy, it's cheesy goodness. I'm for it. Yeah, you're, you hit that spot on. 
Uh, it is very important for these guys to get that chemistry, that timing down as early as they can, especially when it's going to be your first year uh, together. It makes all the difference because instead of going into OTAs brand new, you've already built a little bit of a rapport. You guys are starting to become friends a little bit as opposed to just you know teammates. So I think that goes a long way, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make all the difference come August, September. Want to know a cool thing? Emmanuel Sanders just texted me. Oh. On a plane headed back from New York, hoping I can get back in time to get Prince into practice. Lord knows he needs it. That's kind of how he <laughs> talks. And uh, that's it, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dad. So Emmanuel Sanders was this week, um, I don't know if he did today, but last two days was co-hosting on Good Morning Football. That's the show with the redhead who does a really good job. Kyle Brandt used to be like a road rules guy and was on Jim Rome. Then this other dude who's got the hair slicked back. That's there's like a more, you know, it's a morning football show. I think they used to have n- uh, Nate... Um, Burleson. Nate Burleson on that show as well, but he's moved on to uh, kind of... To bigger and better things. He's on the CBS, you know, the crew with uh, Boomer Sison and uh, Phil Sims. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Manuel's son and my son play um, sports together. Um, he, I think Princeton's a. My son JJ is a as well. Princeton's a year younger, a little bit younger, but plays up. He's great, and um, that's it. So anyway, Manuel's on those shows. Um, we could use this for the podcast over the last couple of days, and said uh, like a bunch of stuff. For one, about one thing which we wanted to go with the podcast today was about the. Um, they asked on the show the Broncos a top five offense, and. Emmanuel says that kind of can be and they have a potential to be. Started talking about he knew Tim Patrick had a bunch of talent a long time ago. Cortland Sutton. I mean, they're both SMU guys. Um, and then Jerry Judy, the potential of Jerry Judy. Um, mentioned Javante and said most definitely they could be. Kyle Brandt said they might not even be a top three offense in their own division. And it was like, oh, oh, oh. oh. I didn't like hearing it, but also it was a great point. And it wasn't really his take. He was him making a great point. I mean, we're painting the picture. We do that all the time. You know, I'll take another side or you'll take another side to argument. People, some people think that's your take or that's your side of the argument. No. Hey, Bob Ross. Pretty little trees right here. There's no right or wrong. You do whatever you want to do here. Um, mix these colors here. Mix up to whatever uh, you think looks the best. It's a happy, and you, it's a happy place. And you put it on the canvas there's no right or wrong, okay? You got to paint the whole picture. Bob Ross doesn't just paint a half a picture. This show, Jake and I, we paint the whole picture, okay? And you're going to like it. You will go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. No, I didn't mean that. Um, Jeez. You're in my world now, Grandma. That's from Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's like um, I, I think the Broncos are going to be a top seven or eight offense. But I think accompanied and complemented by a top seven or eight defense. I'm going to run those numbers real quick. I think that's going to create a top four or five team in the NFL and a top three team in the AFC, which once you get to the finish line, it was the Bengals who kind of reigned supreme. Were the Bengals a top three or even a top four or five team in the AFC before the playoffs started? Nah, 
You might have voted them and kind of ranked them as the worst team of the AFC playoff teams, maybe other than the, the Raiders. Right. But it's kind of where you stand and where you match up against the opponent that week and if you have the goods in order to survive and advance. Right? Right, right. So while the Broncos, again, could they be a top five offense? I sure hope so. You know, I sure hope so. I, I think Russell Wilson throws 35-plus touchdowns. I think everyone eats. I think Javante Williams becomes a superstar, the superstar that you're seeing everyone on social media, on Twitter, and the pro football focuses, and all these websites just, you know, who's going to be the next great rece- uh, running back in the league, Javante. All the, I think he's going to live up to all that hype. And he's one of the most hyped guys coming into the 2022 season. And, you know, and he's at the Broncos' disposal. It's awesome. So what do you think about the Broncos being a top-five offense? Uh, and... Um, I don't know what that would look like. I don't only think that they can. I think that they will be a top five offense. Oh, why? Because we mentioned it. The Javante Williams factor paired with a revamped offensive line where you have Quinn Miners, Lloyd Cushenberry, Dalton Reisner, and Graham Glasgow all on the interior kind of competing and making each other better. And then you've got Billy Turner and Garrett Bowles, um, you know, Tom Compton. You know, you got plenty of guys on the outside as well to, you know, really fill in the holes if you have some depth issues. Um, and then the receivers. You got Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Alberto as your tight end. That's Th- a lie. That's that's a lot of weapons. And like, listen, and I think Russell it's easy Wilson to fall in love with your own guys. But like Tim Patrick as a third receiver, Corlin Sun's a proven product. I saw a little thing on him about who was like the next kind of great receiver going to break out, and he was one of the candidates. Showed a highlight of him going up top and you know uh, picking a ball, um, you know taking a ball that was basically up for grabs out of the air on the goal line. You'll remember the highlight. Um, Albert O's super duper talented. It's again a coming out party for him. This Tomlinson blocking tight end guy I think is going to be invaluable, and I think he'll be. Um, you know, maybe more versatile than we're pegging him. I think Melvin Gordon has a chance to come back, but I think Javante Williams is going to be horse a horse of a man, a horse of a different color, and he's going to be a guy that you're going to really not want off of the field other than just to give him a little breather because you've been working him so hard. So all of that, and we haven't even mentioned Russell Wilson yet, and we haven't even mentioned the innovation of Nathaniel Hackett and the new the new wave of coaches that is joining this team. So I think it's easy. Not, not, they're not easy. They're going to be a top five offense in the NFL. Um, sorry, I'm just texting with Emmanuel Sanders back and forth. Um, yeah, man, I'm with you. I agree with everything you said, man. Um, I think that what we're not talking about and because we're just talking about, obviously, just the talent and the guys in the field is like we're talking about Nathaniel Hackett, what this coaching staff is going to get out of these guys. And, again, we saw Tim Patrick overachieve. He had to in order to overachieve in this loser offense with uh, that's um, uh, ancient in its preparation and um, half ass in its execution and in its philosophy is the, you know, an, uh, an old man's old NFL's way of doing football. 
yet Cortland Sutton and and uh, Tim Patrick still found a way to shine and earn big contracts and overachieve. Imagine what these guys can be coordinated at a very high professional level with like in the mind the future of what the NFL kind of not only is, but will be over the next couple few years. It's changing. It's changed dramatically. Look what the NFL was 10 years ago. Go 10 years before that. It's almost like, damn, John Elway football was like the stone age of football. And that, you know, that's kind of half modern football. So what the NFL has kind of become, it's fast. It's dynamic. It's sophisticated. Um, and I, we're, weren't. In the Stone Age. Yeah, since Peyton Manning had left, we weren't. And it was all that brain power of Peyton that helped kind of deliver all the greatness that we had. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go back to um, scoring 30-plus points on a regular, um, you know, consistent, regular basis. And I think the Broncos are going to – it's going to take, like we know, it took – uh, about five or six or seven games when Peyton got here to get it figured out. They were two and three, and people were like, uh, what's happening here? Are we going to do this or not? Are we going to win this thing or not? And then when Tom Brady went to Tampa right away, they stumbled out of the gates, threw all those picks against the Saints, got criticized by um, Bruce Arians, and they had to kind of change the offense to go back to the Tom Brady offense, and then what? The rest is history, right? Right, right. So it's not going to happen overnight. But what Peyton had uh, against him and what Tom Brady had against him was Peyton was just trying to come back to be able to play football, his body. And Tom Brady's a 44-year-old, 43-year-old man at the time. And there's a, even though he looks like a 33-year-old, he's not a 33-year-old. 33-year-olds do, can do more physically. Um, and I think that Russell Wilson's going to be the best version of the future Hall of Fame quarterback going to the new team to win a Super Bowl. It was like a mission to that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning had to go accomplish. And it's like, mission accomplished. Our job here is done. Signing off. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger. Um, this is the start of a new Era, era. Of, era. era of, of, of greatness, of Broncos football, of a, a second half of a career, not just a swan song. Right. So we're going to get a lot more than, I think, just one Super Bowl run at this thing. I think we're going to get a lot of them. Let's go. Yeah, I'm with you. And to your point about, you know, Russell Wilson at 33 having more than Peyton Manning, physically, Russell Wilson at 33 had more than Peyton at 27, physically. Even at 33, you know, so it's going to be a lot, I think, better than Peyton. And that's hard. That's saying a lot is because Peyton got the got the Broncos a Super Bowl and two Super Bowl appearances. I think Russell Wilson gets the Broncos two Super Bowls yeah. and three Super Bowl appearances. Um, That'd be great. We, like I said, and we'll kind of wrap this thing up here. Um, I think this is a six to seven year proposition and four to five years are going to be the ultimate Russell Wilson experience. So what we can get out of that, I hope is win a couple Super Bowls. Um, going to a Super Bowl, winning one and losing one would be cool. 
anything short of winning the Super Bowl over this journey will be not enough and feel like a failed experiment. But there was no better avenue. There's no better man for the job. There was no better. Uh, it wouldn't even if Malik Willis is a hit. Is he going to be more of a hit than Russell Wilson will be over the next six or seven years? It'd be very, very hard for me to believe that. It'd be hard for me to believe that. Yeah, I think the Broncos and George Payton took the perfect route to what they're trying to do and get back to prominence, get back into Super Bowl contention. They were good last year, and that was with Teddy and Drew. And now with and Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer. They were all right last year. Now they can be great. I agree. Let's wrap this baby up. Talk about the radio show, the podcast a little bit here and all that good stuff. Uh, Twitter handles, your tendrils. You got a tendril hanging. You got that new pony you're sporting. You got a, a nice tendril today. It's looking good. Thank you. Uh, you know, this, uh, I woke up like this. No, I'm just kidding. I had to, you know, you know, manufacture this beautiful tendril. Um, but the radio show, 98.1 FM, HD3 Radio is uh, 107.5 HD3. Um, or you could just watch us on the live stream at mileisports.com. Uh, on the Twitter, I'm at Jake Meyer Radio. Danny's at Tweets Danny Podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, that's the Google Play Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker. It's everywhere. Uh, if you don't want to listen to us, you just uh, you, you you won't. Okay. Good job. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, I just tell you, if you like the pod, which now is in um, the in a lot of ways like the off season as we gear back up, um, you'll love the radio show. So go check it out. Uh, follow us on Twitter. All that good stuff. Um, great job. Uh, last little couple things that Stefan Diggs deals a uh, topic of discussion. The value of what you know the receivers are, are making these days is very very interesting. Um, you know who if who of the Tim Patricks, the Cortland Suns, and the Jerry Judys could in the next two or three years go smash the league and go earn a gigantic contract like that? Who of the three guys could? And we'll sign off on that. Of the three receivers, okay, who could become a superstar in the next two to three years with Russell Wilson and earn themselves a mega contract? What do you think? Who's next for, like, the wide receiver? The Broncos, the three Broncos receivers. Okay. Who could be the next superstar created by Russell Wilson who could go earn themselves $100 bucks? Is it most likely Judy, or is it like Tim Patrick, the Tim Patrick we haven't seen and known what he's capable of? Or does Cortland Sutton, who kind of should be the best and is the best, does he go to be a 100-catch guy and a 10- or 12-touchdown guy? I think it's going to be Jerry Judy. I Why? Think he's a, he's got that first-round pick pedigree. You know, he's got that route-running ability better than, you know, a lot of guys in the entire league. Um, he hasn't had an opportunity to showcase what he's – capable of with these trash car quarterbacks that the Broncos have had and injuries have been an issue. So I think barring injury, he can become that next great wide receiver warranting that ki kind of money. Okay. Uh, I can't 
Can't think of anything else. Let's wrap this. Great job, Jake. We appreciate you guys for listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, keep your eye out for it. We don't have a schedule right now. We're just doing them when we have the time to do them, and we're kind of feeling like we have something to say. Uh, draft a couple weeks. We'll hit it hard, and OTAs uh, will lead to training camp. We'll lead to preseason. We'll lead to fantasy football draft. We'll lead to the regular season. It's going to come quick. We have time right now. Let's soak it in. Let's enjoy this honeymoon with uh, Mr. Unlimited. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.